Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I am your host, Joel Guthrie, and today we sit down with the incredible Seth Muse. Uh, we talk about how to deal with the negativity you run into online, uh, how to handle it the best we can, and so much more. You do not want to miss this episode. Let's get this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. I'm so excited to have Seth Muse with us today. We're going to talk about trolls and how to deal with negativity online with your church. Um, we get those comments. We've started to dive into social media more at your church. You've definitely gotten some feedback like this or on your Google My Business page. You never know. And how do you deal with these people in the right way and not burn a bridge or cause a PR nightmare or keep your pastor up all night long? Uh, Seth, how about you introduce yourself and... Let us know a little bit more about you. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, My name is Seth. I am a communication director at a larger church in the Dallas, Frisco area and uh, North Dallas. And, um, you know, I handle social media and our website, some marketing, some, you know, content creation. We do podcasts. We do blogging. And so I head up those teams and and kind of do a lot of that, you know, with, with in conjunction with our creative team. Um, on the side, I host my own podcast, the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'd love for everybody to go check that out. It's on communications for churches in that context. Uh, we, lie, we have a lot of fun over there. And um, SethMuse.com is my website, and you can find all that there. But, um, you know, I, I, I really do I love helping church leaders grasp the communication shift that we're in right now and find ways to reach people with their message and make it clear, make it easy, make it cut through the noise and, uh, you know, help them find the things that they really are searching for in their life, whether that be, you know, help with marriage or help with, you know, finances or whatever that essentially is supposed to hopefully lead them to an understanding that we all need Jesus and we all need, you know, salvation and we need to uh, um, explore our faith deeper. And, you know, but a lot of times there's barriers in the way. And I think that content marketing and, you know, helping with just writing a blog about best parks in Frisco for moms is, is a great way to introduce yourself. And, you know, so we, we, we do a lot of that at our church and I have a lot of freedom to do it. And it's, uh, it's awesome. It's an incredible experience. So, uh, I help church leaders do the same. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's something here that the church engagement podcast that we, we talk about a lot of marketing stuff because that is my specialty here at Blackbaud and other jobs that I've had. Um, and it's funny to see that, that, the jump from your church either does not do a lot of marketing or social media or anything mm-hmm. like that. So they get the courage, they finally launch into that and then they start getting, it starts to work and they start getting feedback and yeah. they start getting comments and interactions and the negative ones come. And it, I feel like it, it causes fear or like you're worried about, Oh, we should stop posting about this at all. Yeah. But like you can't really control people's reactions. Right. So how do we, how do we work through that? How do you, not only work through that as the communications person, but how do you manage when your senior pastor notices the comment and then talks to you about it? How do you how yeah. do you do the internal management as well with the people? Yeah, I think for as far as like what you can and cannot respond to is a conversation that you have to have up front. Mm-hmm. And your leader, your senior leader, whoever is you know your direct you're directly responsible to, it's worth going. Hey, let's talk about what you want me to do 
Like, what are we trying to accomplish? If somebody says, and you might even give them some examples of things that have either happened or that could happen, that um, you, you say, I'm prepared to handle these things, or I'd like to develop a way to prepare to handle these things, but I want to make sure that I'm honoring your leadership and that you know I'm doing that and that you know kind of what the scope is of when I'm going to hand this off and this is out of my depth. And, mm -hmm. it, and so, like, for me... I went to seminary. I, I've you know studied the Bible. I've been a pastor. You know, it's like I feel very comfortable talking to anybody about anything. Really, if they have an issue with we did something on, you know, if our pastor makes a comment theologically that somebody disagrees with, I'm like, hey, I can have that conversation. But should I? Mm -hmm. It's it's a conversation that I I need to have with my leader to go. What types of conversations am I? good to talk about and what, what kind would you rather me hand that to somebody else mm -hmm. uh, or, or get someone to help me respond? Yep. Because I think for us as communication professionals, we know how to say things online, but we really need pastors to help us say, know what to say online. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's a little different. And, you know, they may give us a phrase that is like, ooh, that won't sound right online mm -hmm. when I say that. But we can help craft that idea out mm -hmm. to, to, to respond well. And so I really think senior leaders and communication directors really should have this conversation first and understand what is my role in this? What is good for me just to respond to without really involving you? Mm -hmm. And when you do get involved, what does that look like for me and you to work together? Yep. I, think that's, I think that's a healthy conversation to have right away. Yeah. And I mean, I, th I think it's something that I mean, we do in the corporate world with social media management mm -hmm. specifically, uh, we do the same thing. We have yeah. processes that when do you take this offline? When you like get an yep. email address, like how do you, we, we all have processes of how you document, how you get involved, how you respond. It's not this right. like, oh no, it needs to come from the heart and be natural. Like, mm -hmm. no, like there's a very structured way to do it and yeah. it makes it, especially with the more extreme comments and stuff that you get, it makes those moments a lot easier if there's a process in place. For sure. And I think whenever you get those, those things, you always should, um, I think first of all, when you have this conversation, you write all that down. Yeah. And it, yes. I'm, I'm really surprised. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I'm going to yeah. say it because <laughs> I don't know how many times you go and you have a conversation with your, your leaders or whatever. And you go, yeah, that was really great. And you didn't write it down and organize it out so that when we can refer back to it, it actually makes sense what we wrote then it's really not going to help you. Yeah. You know, it's like you've got to put that down on paper where you, everyone can see it so everyone kind of knows this is what's going to happen. Because what will happen if you don't have that, and, and I'd say let other staff know that you've had this conversation as well, because if you have a staff of five, you may all feel some kind of responsibility to respond to people on social media mm -hmm. because you're all following the church and you see things that happen. You go, oh, hey, you know what? And you come to the defense of your pastor or whatever, and they don't know how to do it. And so if they know that you've had that conversation, they'll back off and let you handle it, mm -hmm. you know, by default, knowing that, oh, we're prepared for this. Yep. And so you leave that document out there and go, here's what they're going to do. It's just, it's just transparency, right? Yeah. I mean, on, it's being transparent with your staff and with your leaders that like, here's what I'm doing. And I think that builds trust mm -hmm. to, to want to do that. And I think when the communication leader starts that conversation it shows your senior leader, your pastor or whatever, like, okay, they honor me. They, cause I heard this phrase the other day that, um, respect is earned, but honor is given. Mm -hmm. And I think when you just give honor to someone, whether you respect them or not, you know, it's like, you just give that honor to them. It really does communicate trust and care and you know, 
Christ-like love, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's uh, a good conversation for the communication director to, to initiate. And when other staff see it, it's easy to go, okay, we got, they got that. I don't have to jump in. I don't have to defend our church. You know, that's, they got it. Yeah. And I mean, you can even add a process for that of this is how for the entire staff of like, if you see something, this is how you escalate. Yeah. Don't jump in. This is who you send it to, screenshot it, whatever you want to right. do. Like you yeah. have that process so they feel empowered yep. that they are helping, but they're not jumping in and making the situation worse. Absolutely. That's great. Yep. Just put a section in there and said, if you see something, here's what you do. Yep. Step one, two, three, four. Yeah. Uh, email this person, send it to this person, yeah. and make sure they've seen it because your communication pastor might be on vacation and not looking at it and right. trying to jump in or something like that. Right. Um, and I think if you're going to go on vacation... Select someone <laughs> to handle this for you who knows the process. What a thought. What <laughs> a of groundbreaking. Thought. Hey, I'm not going to watch Facebook for a week. Will you watch it? And if you see something, here's what you do. Yep. Groundbreaking you know, strategies if, here. Yeah. If, if you're a small church, you may honestly not deal with a lot of this. Yeah. Because the more people, the more critics. Yep. And if you're a larger church, obviously, and I'm saying that won't happen to a small church because some people just have that one member who's kind of <laughs> doesn't know how Facebook works, you know, <laughs> and they just think that's their personal diary to you every day. I thought the music was too loud today. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, put that in a prayer request form where that belongs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We used to get prayer request forms that yeah. were like, For what's years? your prayer request? And it said, please pray that the band would be turned down. <laughs> that was about a church of 150. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we just throw it away every week. But <laughs> Man, they didn't even sign their name or anything. That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so with these, the negativity, so this is your strategy of like processes in place, having these conversations up front with your leaders. Mm -hmm. What do you have for us from an actionable like strategy of how, how to deal with these people, how to actually interact with them yeah. um, to not burn the bridge? Um, honestly, you know, I, I, I talk about the different types of trolls and how to respond to each one because each one of them is different. Mm -hmm. They need a different type of response depending on how – you know, intense they are or how angry they are or what kind of stuff they say. Um, but a basic response is first, I would just say they need a response, not a reaction. Yes. And, and so pray about what you're going to say before you say it. Um, take a minute before you just say, type something back. Um, the, if it lasts another 10 minutes out there longer, just because you took the time to, to think about what you're going to say, it's not going to, it's not going to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's fine. So respond, don't, don't react. But when you respond, first of all, I would just say um, be really kind, yep. be overly kind, and use their name. And I always say use their name. That's kind of the stunner, right? It's like, oh, my gosh, there's a real person who knows me. This is not a canned response. Yeah. And now it feels more like, oh, no, I'm accountable for what I just did. In a way, yeah. so so it changes the tone of the conversation, especially if you're kind and you use their name. It's it's like, and this is kind of a funny analogy. When they always tell you with kids, when you're dealing with kids, you get down on you kneel down on their level and meet their eye hmm. and speak softly to them. Yeah, and that calms them down and that calms down the situation. And it's kind of the same thing on social. It's like use their name, be really kind, and get down on their level. <laughs> you know, because I mean this this is not the place for this. So yeah. I mean. You, it may sound a little condescending, but I mean, kind of, you have to kind of, I mean, it is, you know, they're, they're being childish. Yeah. So you come down there and so, uh, you want to respond, use their name. Cause that lets them know you're, you're actually caring and paying attention and, and it changes the tone. And the magic phrase is, I'm so sorry. That was your experience with us. Mm -hmm. 
Like that kind of reveals like, yes, we're validating your feelings Mm -hmm. that are real. You're upset. Something's happened. So sorry. We don't want you to feel that way. We're with you. Yeah. But it also says this was your experience with us. Like this isn't the normal thing we go for or this shouldn't have happened Mm -hmm. or we're going to investigate. Like we're agreeing like, yeah, okay, we'll take you seriously. Yeah. To some degree. And you may not always need that, but that's a great magic phrase that kind of neutralizes the situation. Uh, and then I would say, yeah, it's okay to apologetically kind of address the issue. Yeah. Like you've just said, sorry, that was your uh, experience with us uh, for whatever reason. Somebody's mad about, you know, walking in and nobody greeted them, you know, or something like that. And you're like, so sorry that happened. That's not typically what goes on. We'll take a look at our, our process, but we assure you we really do love that you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of just go, hey, this is this is what's going on. That's not supposed to be what happened. We're not saying that is what happened. Don't want to throw our volunteers under the bus. But, you know, hey, if that happened to you, that something might have just happened. You yeah. know, so we're sorry about that. But that's not what the tip. Come back and try it again. Yeah. You know, and, and that then I would say the faster you can direct them to a to a one on one private message, the better. Mm-hmm. And I would let them know so that everybody else watching and seeing these comments also knows that you've given them a chance to really talk to you and, and work the issue out. Yep. And for most trolls, they're not really interested in that. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it's kind of in the, the ball's in their, in their court, right? So if they, if they say, okay, I'll reach out. I had this happen. Somebody actually reached out. And so I've, I've escalated it up when they did and sent it on to the pastor and, and they handled it. Um, but some, most of the time they don't. Yeah. And that just squashes it. But if they comment again with another angry comment or something, you're like, no, no, that's not what we said. And then that's when you can start saying, should I ban this person? Should I delete these comments? Should I hide this stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't think you should do that first. I think especially yeah. as a church trying to show the the grace and the love of Jesus, that's not what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was he, he dealt with people. And I think when we just delete and ban, um, that kind of communicates to them we don't really care. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a that's a bad first move. Mm -hmm. Um, so direct them to private message. Um, if you need to escalate from there, you can, but, uh, that's where you really need to know when to hand off to the pastor and Mm -hmm. when it, when is this, you know, uh, something I can deal with directly in the, in the messenger, uh, or in DMS or wherever you are, whatever platform. And then I always say, invite them back. Yeah. You know, in the in your comment, you know, like we'd love to have you back to make it right or try it again or we want to get this right. We we, you know, maybe you can say something like let's let's uh, let's try this whole thing again so that you, maybe you'll have a different experience. Yep. See if it was a fluke and if it was, we'd love to know it mm-hmm. wasn't so that we can fix our uh, the hole in our in our armor here. Yeah. You know, and it just shows that you're like, hey, we don't want you to feel that way. Help us help us be better. Yeah. You know, it's like you're no no longer you complaining, you're helping, you know, yeah. and, and so that sometimes can diffuse it. Now, it could also open up a channel for <laughs> them to just give their opinions all the time. And yeah. you're like, so you got to be careful with that. And maybe that's a private message conversation. <laughs> but uh, but still, you know, there's there's a way to handle it. You just kind of go through those those steps and just honestly just try to be nice. And I think it, it will usually diffuse. Yeah, and sometimes when it won't, you'll have to go to your your nuclear option of the the delete and ban, or if they're really angry and they've reached out, you know, send it up to a pastor and letting one of the pastors who's, you know, responsible for dealing with you know care and you know PR or whatever, yeah. um, to uh, to handle it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's yeah, it's that. Don't take the bait 
feel like trolls like to be trolls for a reason in yeah. a lot of ways, and they're they're looking for that reaction. Like you don't react, respond. Yep. I love that. So, um, some of them just like to watch the world burn, man. Yeah, they're like the Joker. They just want to see the world burn. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And you know, you, you can't do much for them, but you tried. Yeah, and that's what people need to see. They need to see you try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, yeah. the kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Whole situation. That's awesome. Um, that yeah, I think when it comes to you. Dealing with negativity online, it's inevitable. Um, yeah. There's no such thing as the perfect post. There's no such thing as perfect marketing. Um, mm-hmm. Even here at a tech company in Blackbot, we deal with the same thing, the same trolls and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, right. It'll never go away no matter what industry you're in, and especially in the church where it's such a personal experience yeah. through faith and through interactions at your church, and nobody's perfect. So, right. Well, even with businesses too, businesses are taking up more like social causes. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, you know, they're opening themselves up to more of this. Yep. You know, because now it's not just about your product or what you, your service or your customer service even or how you treat people. It's about what do you stand for. Yeah. And churches are, I mean, that is, we're like almost 100% that. We don't yeah. really have product. We have things we stand for. Yep. And so we have to understand that, that we are more a target for this type of thing than any other really organization out there. Yeah. Because all we do is stand for things. We don't have products to sell yeah. or customer service, you know, wings or anything. We, we're all in customer service. We're all part of the product. Yeah. You know, it, and I guess you could say the product is Jesus, but I don't really like talking about it like that. Yeah. But, you know, so, but we're trying to get people to believe in Jesus and, yeah. and quote, buy Jesus for their life. You know, uh, if you want to look at it from that marketing standpoint, we really just want to change lives. Mm-hmm. We want people to, to love Jesus and love God, follow him and change in their life to change for the better. And, you know, that's a cause. Yeah. And anytime you put something out there that's about a cause, you know, there's going to be people that have a different view of the cause. Yep. And they think you should do it different, and they think you should do it a different way, or they don't like how you do, are doing it. And they're going to, and now in the world of, you know, social media, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, you know, they're going to let you know. Yep. And they don't feel like there's any accountability. And if you can hold them accountable to it a little bit more by, with kindness, I think that's what Jesus did. I think yeah. it's being more like Jesus. Pharisees would ask him questions all the time, like, why don't you and your disciples fast? Yeah. You know, and, and, and he's like, or, or rest on the Sabbath. I forget what it was. Yeah. But he's like, okay, well, let me, let's talk about that. And he gives them scripture and he kind of comes, he doesn't just let it hang out there yeah. or delete it by ignoring them. You know, that he, he addressed the issue and he was kind about it as much as he could be with Pharisees, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love, love getting to hear more about this because it's something that we all will forever deal with, mm-hmm. um, especially as churches become more technologically savvy and get more advanced in marketing. Yeah. This is inevitable. Um, it, it's all, You've always had trolls. You just didn't get to hear it all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's exactly. just bringing it to light. So now you know who they are and what they're thinking about. Um, and yeah, it's a great, great opportunity to continue to grow and show the love of Jesus and the kindness and the acceptance right? visually for people who may be on the fence of visiting your church and they see that interaction like, oh, that's really cool. They didn't. Yes. They're just not gone five minutes later or they didn't. Absolutely. It's not this thread of arguments and theological debate. It's yeah. they jumped in and like, hey, let's let's deal with this. Like, and, and dude, in my experience, the the place where that really happens, the, it's, it's more important you're on your, your troll game yeah. is when you do an ad. Because that's purposely, well, it depends on what kind of ad you do, but purposely it's going to be in front of people who don't go to your church or don't believe. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to troll you and they're going to see how you respond. Yep. And they have an idea in their mind 
what the church is like, what the church is about. And it, let's be honest, it's probably that it's some form of, we're judgmental. Mm-hmm. We don't accept everybody. You know, we don't love everybody. You know, we're kind of my way or the highway. But then they see you come in and react like a real human being who loves people would, like Jesus would. And it's like, huh, that didn't go like I thought it would. Interesting. They handle that pretty well. You know, maybe this is a different kind of place than I thought. Maybe I should try it. Yeah. And, and like Jeff Henderson says at Gwinnett Church, he's like, if whatever we can do online, just to get that person who's back, you know, figuratively, is, his back is to the church mm-hmm. in his whole life, to turn and look and go, maybe there's something over there for me. Yeah. I mean, if we can do that one thing on social media by just being nice, uh, that's a win. Yeah. That's a ministry. You know, that is a that is an evangelism tool. You know, yeah. it's like it changes the whole game. Oh yeah. So it's it's something that we when we wade out into these new technologies and these new ways of reaching people, there's gonna be bumps and we can't let that scare us from really engaging. Mm-hmm. Like we want people to engage with us, but we have to be willing to engage with them. Yeah. And I think the church has seen social media as this uh, this way to blast out information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it a billboard. We call it, you know, a, um, a, just a, a one-way conversation. But the com- the culture is not accept won't accept that anymore. Mm-hmm. They want a dialogue. They yeah. want to be able to talk to, and they want you to talk back to them. Mm-hmm. And we we can engage people in a way that is incredible mm-hmm. on some of these platforms. But we have to be willing to accept the bad with the good and know how to deal with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, awesome. Well, Seth, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Church Engagement Podcast. Um, you mentioned at the beginning a little bit how people can get to know you. What What are you working on right now that you're excited to tell people about? Well, um, I always have a, I have a free resource. It's um, 88 Ideas for Church Social Media Posts, and it's literally just that. It's just a big list of, of ideas of things you could post that are you know help, will help with engagement, conversations online. And, um, and I just, honestly, right now I don't have anything I really sell. So I just, I just love people to listen to the podcast and maybe join my email list, you know, connect with me. I have a Facebook group, you know, just connect and let's, let's, uh, let's work together on, on all this stuff. And I'd love to see how I can help you. Yeah, definitely. I can totally vouch for the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Jump in there. Um, we don't take it too seriously. So it's, it's a lot of fun to talk through some of this stuff. A lot of ridiculousness, but a lot of help as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of. A lot of relating together as communications directors at churches and doing the marketing stuff. Um, Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, And guys, be sure to check out Seth's stuff, and we'll see y'all later. All right. Bye. Wow.